about to win so big. Tell me, hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25 days of cush. Yeah, get with the program. Show them what they wave, get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is, baby. Beginning of the week. Another episode of Tales from the Terror Dome. Man, I don't, you know, I usually got that intro in the back, but I'm struggling this week, man. It was a, it was a rough weekend. Both my teams uh, got curb stomped, you know, the Hokies and the Broncos, so. Joe's teams also did not fare so well. Joe Rogers, how you doing, man? Hey, you're struggling. I'm flourishing. I went, I went uh, <laughs> the Hardy and Morgan Wallen and Jason Aldean concert over the weekend at the Bristol Motor Speedway. I chose to do that instead of watch Virginia Tech football. And honestly, it might be one of the best decisions I've made this year. So, I'm I'm having a good time, man. Just got back. I had a great time, man. I ate Waffle House. We don't have those in Chicago. So it got me some Waffle House. Ate uh, Cootie Browns. Got the fried bologna sandwich. Outstanding. So got some of my mom's home cooking, too. And my granny. So I'm doing good, man. I'm having a good week, Dan. But I know who's not having a good week. And that is Tech Football, man. Had a rough game against UNC. Went back and watched it on Sunday. And I kind of wish I hadn't now. Man, that was uh that was some of the worst football I've ever seen. Yeah, you, you should have chose while. you should have chose to love yourself, bro. You should have just not done it. <laughs> I know you <laughs> had to to do this episode, but you should have just not done it. I know I was having a great weekend until that. Man, but, you know, after I watched the UNC game, uh, went out with my family and got lunch in Marion, Virginia. So, you know what, man, I kind of recovered on Sunday, kind of made up for it. And, you know, my little nephew was over and we watched Hocus Pocus 2. I'm going to say, man, I had a pretty good weekend. I kind of bounced back in a way. So, hoping tech football can bounce back this week, but... It's going to be a uh, tough challenge for those guys to climb that mountain. What do you think about the UNC game, Dan? You watched it live. Well, first of all, I want to know if Hocus Pocus 2 lived up to the hype. I personally thought it was pretty good. I see, see a lot of people on the timeline hating. <coughs> Tally. But I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought they did a good job pulling some stuff from the first one. Now, let's get this straight. It's not Top Gun 2. Like, I don't know if any remakes, you know, any sequels are ever going to top that, to be honest with you. Maybe Hangover 2 is up there with it. But it was good. I thought it was good. Are you going to watch it, Dan? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I started the Dahmer series. I don't think I'm going to continue it. I just don't really. Yeah, I'm not really into, like, that dude was fucked up, like, beyond belief. Great series. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I I can't believe they got. 
uh, Evan Peters, you know, to look just like him, sound just like him. I thought it was kind of incredible myself. Yeah, he co-wrote it with Ryan Murphy. Great, man. Great series. The, I thought the writing was good. And I think it kind of hi- – I won't spoil it for anybody. But I think it kind of highlighted some things that were going on as well that you have to watch to find out what I'm talking about. But there were some uh, undertones written in there that if you pick, pick up on it, you're going to be like, oh, yep, you're right. I thought it was good. You should finish it. You should finish it, Dan. You know what? I probably will. It's no House of the Dragon, but woo! Did you watch House of the Dragon last night? Oh, I did. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. another great episode. Damon Targaryen is a menace, bro. I love that dude. He cracks me up. He might be like my energy. Like <laughs> <laughs> Damon Targaryen is incredible, man. Love you excited for the the Jon Snow? series coming out i am i am very excited for it i've heard some rumors that daenerys might have been alive gonna bring her back around kind of down to see emily clark again i'm always down to see emily clark naked or clothed but yeah hell yeah yeah i'm excited for that one i think it's gonna be great i don't know if it can be as good as house of the dragon i feel like prequels sometimes can get like a little bit more in the mud can get you know pull out a little bit more detail because those books have already been written so i think and house of the dragon just got renewed for a second season i saw also so i'm kind of really excited for the second season as well because i know where the first season's going i'm not going to spoil that for anybody but you should definitely watch it especially if you were like a big gamer for thrones fan there's uh some really good like little hidden notes in there and some gems it's pretty awesome are you liking it so far? Yeah, I really, I really like it every week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do snow because Game of Thrones is like biggest thing is how they have multiple moving parts playing off of each other. So I want to see how they do this solo feature on Jon Snow versus House of the Dragon is, you know, it's like Game of Thrones where there's all these different people in these different houses, like, you know, vying for the top. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this differently. Yeah. Kind of see if brand's still around, if you can see the future, you know, see if we get a little Aria in there, some more Sansa. So it would be kind of cool to see if they pick up on some of those characters. I think they said Jon Snow's Wolf is going to be in it as well as Dire Wolf. So that'll be kind of dope. I'm excited for that. Dude, another show that I watched recently that's really good is uh, the guy from The Office, Steve Carell. He wrote a series called The Patient, and it is outstanding so far. So if you're also looking for something else to watch, that's another good one. Yeah, I haven't watched The Patient, but uh, he's in, he did the morning show on Apple TV, and that's great. That's really good. Yeah. And that, that's loosely based off of Matt Lauer, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Sack of shit. Facts. But, <laughs> then Handmaid's Tale. Everybody likes Handmaid's Tale. New season is. of fire. Speaking of sack of shit, this game. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Man. Everybody gets an F, except for Peter Moore and Will Ross. You guys but get let's, A's. Let's go through it here. What would you think of the <laughs> offense, Dan? Terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me your recap no, like, on them. Um, 
man, the first drive gave me a lot of hope. And then there was just some dumb stuff that stalled it. We kicked the field goal. Um, it was, and then after that, it was just like, they just kept getting in their own way with penalties, setting themselves up in like second and long, third and long. It just, it, like at first I saw some good things. Like they were finally running King off tackle. Bryce Duke was getting in the game. I got Daquan Wright. Salute to you. You were, they were, they really had him involved. Um, it just, they couldn't score and then they couldn't not get scored on. So it was just, it quickly became a dumpster fire. What's your grade? You gave him an F? Hell yeah. 1000%. Yeah, I got to go the same there, man. The offense looks fucking terrible. Uh, Wells had some bad passes again. He had a terrible interception. I don't know what he was looking at. Caleb Smith was wide open, like almost right in front of him on a crossing route. And I think he might have got the first down even. But then he did have some good passes. And the good ones he had, they dropped. You know, Lofton dropped a slant that might have been six. I think he was probably looking to make a move after he got the ball. That was pretty bad. Uh, the offensive line is non-existent right now. They were terrible. Parker Clements, man, you've been on one of the worst runs I've ever seen in my life, dude. I'm not sure if football is for you. That was pretty – the line was just pretty bad just in general. We really didn't have any sort of running game. I realize that they're trying to throw it to King to try and get an extension of the outside running game. He had one nice little – catch and run but man the offense was just terrible Caleb got ran down on that one uh catch that thought he could have scored on maybe but looked like he just couldn't get his footing field was sloppy yeah offense you get an f minus if there was a lower grade than f I would give you that like a zero that was terrible man they only scored 10 points on the worst p5 defense in college football FAMU scored more. Like, I'm kind of wondering if we should get some of their players in the portal now. So, offense, you get F. I mean, and it's not just, like, one player. It's a collective effort. Uh, but there were some things I liked. They got Bryce Duke in there. Uh, it seemed like they only wanted to let him run on third and short, and he was converting those, man. He was doing a good job with that. So, there was a couple of little things I liked there. I liked seeing Jason Brown at the end of the game. That was cool just to get somebody else in there. Uh, you hit that on the head with Daquan, right? You know, he had four catches for 31 yards. It was cool to see him start getting involved. And, you know, Chance Black got the rock a little bit. But it just wasn't enough. You can't be out there averaging, like, two yards a carry, you know. You, Grant Wells only had 139 yards. No touchdowns and an interception. You can't win games like that when you only score 10 points. So they get an F. What do you think about the defense, man? It looked different, man, than what we've been seeing. I mean, Dax was everywhere. He ended up like 10 tackles or something crazy. But I don't know, man. It felt like every receiver from Carolina was like five – was open like with like a five-yard radius around him, you know, like – I don't know what happened. It was like Josh Downs was killing us. It was just – it was not what we had seen, 
even though we, I mean, it didn't even seem as, it wasn't even as aggressive as normal. Uh, Dorian Strong didn't play, and it showed. Um, I'm not, I mean, we still would have got our ass beat, but I don't know. I think, I think it would have looked a little more competitive defensively. Um, Breon was burnt toast, dude. He was so bad. It was probably the worst I've ever seen him. And I've seen him be very bad. Uh, positives? Dude, Mansoor in the lane and Cam Johnson look good. Uh, DJ Harvey looked good. So the future pro- might be bright at the corner spot with the young kids coming in making plays. I saw uh, Mansoor had two back-to-back and Chris Marv immediately made a beeline to him on the sideline and congratulated him. I thought that was really cool. Um, other than that, uh, we weren't really getting much pressure. We got a little bit. It just – it was it was a mess. Yeah, they made Drake May look like prime Dan Marino. He went for five touchdowns. The receivers look like – you know when you plant a new tree? I don't know if there's any arborists here. Shout out to DW. But and you plant a new tree and you know you don't want anything within six feet of any direction. Well, that's what their wide receivers looked like. There was nobody in the same vicinity. Uh, the defensive line, the times that they did get pressure, they couldn't get May down or couldn't get to him. He was just he has too good. He's just too good in the pocket, man. He has great pocket presence. He was able to slip out. There was time or two that he was almost down, like on the goal line. Man, talk about piss down your leg moment where they let him score, the, the defense sucked, man. Defense was terrible. Uh, Keely Lawson got turned into toast a few times as well. Breon Murray, man, he is wonder bread because he's burnt toast and he's still wondering where the wide receiver is. I never want to see him on the field again. But you're right, though. The young corners started to look pretty good, Delane, Johnson, and Harvey. So it's kind of cool to just go ahead and play the young guys. We're not going to do anything this year anyway. So what's better to just go ahead and play the youth and get them the experience and start developing those guys. But there was a play too that Connery as a safe safety, you know, and a senior that he just got absolutely beat on the sideline. So it just kind of sucks, man. The defense was terrible. They get a regular F from me. They weren't as bad as the offense, but they just get a regular F because you cannot let, Carolina put up points like that and keep converting fourth downs. They just kept going for it. Every fourth and short, they knew we couldn't stop them. So they're like, we're going for it. And when you're going up a team like Tech that doesn't have any offense, there's no threat. If you don't get it, so what? You're going to get the ball back in about three more downs. So, yeah, defense gets F. What do you think about special teams? I'll give special teams an A. <laughs> just because – Peter Moore was punting and very well, and William Ross hit his field goal. And uh, I mean, the very few kickoffs we had, you know, they were touchbacks. So I didn't really see too much wrong with special teams. Given but, special uh, teams, hmm, well, they were they were out there a lot. So let me give special teams a B minus. You guys almost got an A this week. We actually had two decent kickoff returns for once. King took two for 40 yards. But you guys would have got an A if the very first kickoff of the game, you didn't get a penalty. Come on, man. Yeah, y'all got to do better than that, man. But I, I don't know, man. I think it's 
another area that we lack talent probably, and that's part of the issue. You know, they're just highly undisciplined. But Peter Moore, he's got a leg. He's probably the best player on our entire team, and that probably tells you a whole lot right there. So, yeah, special teams, they just were special teams this week. So, yeah, we looked bad this week in every area of the game. Even the bench looked bad. You guys don't even cheer good. Like, I just thought they were terrible overall. So, you ready for Pitt, Dan? Man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the Coastal was showing its ass this past weekend. Um, Pitt lost to Georgia Tech. After Georgia Tech just fired their coach, uh, they did not look good. But uh, we open as what uh, fourteen and a half point dogs at Pitts. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. Narduzzi's probably gonna have a field day with us. But yeah, take I the points, not. take Pitt, hammer that shit, because we can't even score fourteen points. So <laughs> we're gonna score about ten. You know, I think we know that right now. So I'd go ahead and take Pitt. This was gonna. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. They're going to be pissed off that Pitt's at home. We go on the road. Uh, this team doesn't look good this year on the road. We haven't won a road game yet. We haven't even looked competitive on the road yet. So, yeah, this is not going to be a fun week. I think I'm going to find another uh, house project to do this week. I don't think I'm going to waste my time watching the game live. I love myself more than that, as you would say. So, yeah, I think. I think Pitt's going to probably eat our lunch, man. However, <laughs> I would love a win. <laughs> so, if you got one in you that we didn't expect, please let it be this one because a Narduzzi meltdown is hang that in the Louvre because I love it when that happens. That would be dope. It would be fun to actually contribute to Coastal Chaos this year. Like, a win would be awesome. And with the Coastal being so crazy and it's last year again, it would be just, yeah, that'd be a feather in the cap, man, to put one right in Narduzzi's fucking throat. I hate that motherfucker. So, yeah. yeah. Beating beat okay. Narduzzi, hopefully, I mean, if you do, and then, you know, beat Liberty, beat Georgia Tech, beat Duke, or beat UVA, and you got your six. We're going bowling. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think that we can beat the bye week this year. And we'll probably find a way to lose during the bye week. We'll do something stupid. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope nothing dumb happens during the bye week. No, but I think Slovis is going to have a field day. He's going to look like Ben Roethlisberger probably. That's what I kind of predict. Their running backs are going to go for combined 200 yards. You think? Yeah. Um, I like our run defense. I, they're going to get tired. They're going to be on the field too long, just like all the other games. Offense ain't going to do nothing, and defense is going to be out. Our defense has to be very well conditioned by now, by the way. But, yeah, they ain't going to do nothing. One positive from Carolina is we only had three penalties. That was I'll an improvement. Take, yeah, I'll it take was. three penalties. It was an improvement. So, I asked for them to improve, and they found – one area to improve in so gonna need them to do something else good this week you know i just don't think that we match up well with Pitt. 
they've got a pretty decent defense. They beat West Virginia. They did something we couldn't do. They scored 30-some points on West Virginia. And they got a pick six to win the game. We were actually – we watched that. We were at ODU when we watched that. After the game, me and you were hanging out watching it. So Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think Pitt's going to take us to the woodshed. I did like that Pride came out and was honest and told yeah, us. Yeah, let's that. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you like the State of the Union? Yeah, I, it wasn't an insult to our intelligence like Fu would have tried to do or somebody. It was very – it was honest. I mean, he knows what we know. It's going to take time because we just got to be patient, even though that sucks because, I mean, our whole life, for the most part, like – when we first started like understanding what was happening, like tech was really good. So we've been almost spoiled our whole life. I mean, we never like won the big one, but I mean, every year, like we saw a pretty good, we saw a good enough product to get mad about a loss. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, the past couple of years haven't been good, but they weren't like rock bottom bad. So I think now we're really going to have to, I mean, I I have faith in in Coach Pry, so I think he'll get it right, and I think that we'll appreciate that more because of this shit. But man, this sucks to go through right now. Yeah, our generation has never seen Tech football be this bad. We thought the floor was, you know, Clown Dick Quinte, but it's really what he left. It's the mess that he left, you know. So, you know, Pry's coming in, and he's almost having to build it from scratch, you know. The football program was neglected for like 10 years. That falls on the athletic department. And now he's sitting there trying to build it back up and rebound. And, you know, Price had some good things, man. He's, you know, instead of just, you know, scoffing and giving us that weird grunt and bottle twist that Fuente would have done, you know, he actually, you know, he's transparent and he sees what we see and, he admits to it, you know. He's like, hey, he basically came out and said, we don't have the talent right now. We got to do better. We will, and we're going to get there. And he admitted that recruiting hadn't been as good as it needed to be as well. So it kind of makes you wonder, you know, they came in, they went on this goodwill tour around the state trying to repair all these relationships with high schools and high school coaches. And, you know, we're starting to recruit a little better in state now because of that. And it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, that was their whole goal in the offseason. And they didn't really have a lot of spots to bring in portal players last year. You know, Fuente, once again, fucked us and had filled the boat up. And we couldn't get, you know, we really couldn't bring that many people in. So I wonder if they're going to really hammer the portal this offseason. Do you think that they're going to try to go out there and get a bunch of guys to kind of resolve this quicker? Or do you think they're going to probably try to do it through multiple recruiting classes well i think it'll be a little bit of both but i think that pry had to work his ass off just to get down to 85 scholarships um yeah yeah you're right and then it was Vito. i think said it on the timeline and i agree with him that pry chose to go the long road and do the whole you know revitalization of Virginia Tech within the Commonwealth 
with the high schools versus the short-term fix with just hammering the portal right away. And I think, you know, like one of our first episodes we ever did, we talked about how he was making chicken salad out of chicken shit. So now that he really understands and sees like, all right, maybe he came in and he was like, I don't really know what I have. We're going to switch some people around in different positions, see if we can maximize some stuff, see if we can develop some kids to get them good enough to compete. Well, I think he's realized that he's not a wizard, even though he's amazing at what he does. And I think there's going to be a lot of tough conversations around December. And I think they, I mean, they, they brought in support staff to, to completely solely focus on the portal. So I think that they're going to have yeah, like two or three people just for the evaluating the portal. Yeah. I think we're going to go hard in the portal this year while maintaining too. the, the relationships with the high schools. I'm just worried about, if we have the ability to actually evaluate portal players that well, because all the guys we got from the portal were actually kind of like busts, to be honest with you. You can go down the list, you know, Jaden Blue, so far he's kind of been a bust. Grant Wells, bust. Jason Brown, and he's kind of unknown, but if you can't beat Grant Wells, I'm going to put you on the bust list. Uh, Gosnell, he might just be, I don't know if you really need to go to the portal to get a role player. So I'm going bust. And then Payne got hurt. Fedarius Payne got hurt and he's out for the year. So he's on the unknown list, but that's another spot that you took up from getting somebody from the portal. And then we had an open spot and they decided to fill it with Cole Beck and not use them. So I'm kind of curious how well they can actually evaluate portal talent. So that's my one question mark on this if they do go to the portal you got to do a better job this offseason so we'll see but I think that's the only way to turn it around you're going to turn it on quicker you're going to have to get some portal guys you're going to have to win at some point to be able to get decent recruits but at least they can now see the system we're going to run they can see what scheme we do and they can see that coach pride knows defense like better than anyone in the country probably. And he just needs the players. He needs the dogs. So that's kind of how I see that. It's going to be a long time. I know who needs to be number one in the portal. Who's that? Devin Ford, come home, baby. Dude, I would love to get Devin Ford. Devin Ford, come home. I love to get Devin Ford. I kind of thought that we should have got Laybourne, the kid that went to Marshall. Yeah. I would have loved him. Yeah, we need to go get. I definitely think that we need to go get Ford. Um, I would get that kid from Georgia Tech, that wide receiver that we should have got with Jason Brown from South Carolina this year. Uh, you think Jenkins going to go back in the portal? Yeah, Jenkins going back in the portal. He's a Virginia kid. Uh, SMU's got players sitting out now, basically yeah. boycotting the season to preserve their red shirt and hit the portal. And then we got – I think everybody – on the entire timeline, any Tech fan this week has been looking at Wisconsin, running down their roster, and been kind of praying that we can pull some of those offensive linemen from them and some of their players that Joe Rudolph recruited. Cause Hell yeah, bring, them, bring those big belly baddies down here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, bring Braylon Allen. That kid can fucking ball. Great running uh, back. You know, first game of the year, he had like, 
142 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He'd be our leading rusher off one game. Yeah, he's not coming. You spelled his name wrong in a tweet to him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, bro. If we could get, woo, buddy, if we could just upgrade some things, man, Devin Ford would just be a win because he's the Virginia kid and he should be here anyway. Here's a question. And I've seen this float around. Would you hire Chris just as a analyst, assistant, whatever, some sort of support staff role? to get the players would you play that chess move yeah i would but i feel like somebody gonna offer him a coordinator position or some shit so it would be hard to to do that 19.8 million dollar buyout why would he want all that stress he could come to blacksburg chill out go to sharkies eat cheetah wings at pk's hang out with his old buddy joe rudolph and kind of be like that jerry kill role that came in and fixed their offense when kill came yeah, I would. I mean, if Paul Chris wants to come to Virginia Tech to be an analyst, come analyze some things, my guy, because we'll take you. Yeah, actually, I think that would be smooth, man. He could come in and he could help, help get our offense back together. I know he's probably more of a defensive guy. But I was actually looking at some of Wisconsin's stats, and, dude, all their good players were all recruited by Joe Rudolph. And they had a lot of top 25 recruiting classes, a couple top 15 ones. All their top players are all Joe Rudolph. So you know he has connections. So I'm hoping he's, he's sending them late night you up text right now. More like you ready to get in the portal and kind of getting us on the line with these guys and getting them lined up. We need that, man. Another thing I've noticed too is Joe Rudolph was the co-OC. So maybe we need to like promote him to help him get Bowen up to speed as well. Because I haven't. Bowen's gotten a little more creative. I like seeing that Maryland eye. That was pretty cool. But we're still kind of forcing stuff with, you know, players that don't have the talent or the skills to run the type of offense we want to run. So maybe we bump Rudolph up, promote him, and kind of let him mentor and game plan and guide. The first, I thought that first series, though, the game plan was all right. But then after that, the wheels fell off. But yeah, bring me Paul Crest. I don't care what role you give him. I don't care if he's the fucking head captain of the cheerleading squad or some bullshit. You know, so I don't give a fuck. Turn me up, man. Put me on Paul Crest. Yeah, but I think there's going to be a lot of portal guys. The firing season is amongst us. Oh, yeah. I think it's very clear who the offensive building blocks need to be next year. And that's Bryce Duke. Daquan Wright. Yeah. Yeah. That's start, and Christian Moss. That's starting to kind of stand yeah, out. Christian Moss. We're starting to see guys that can play. I wouldn't even bother playing the older guys and wasting reps on them. Anybody that's not going to be here next year. Gallo, bye. Get out of here. Holston, bye. Anybody that's not going to be here, don't even bother with them, man. Like when they're putting a quarterback in at the end of like in trash time or whatever. I would much rather see Bullock or Devin Farrell because they're younger and they're going to be here. Like, at least develop one of those guys, you know? Because Grant Wells isn't going to be here, but at tops, two more years. So, I'd rather see the younger guys, man. What do you, What about you? Yeah, um, I'm definitely down to see the youth. I mean, Mansour and Cam look good, and DJ, they look good on, on defense. So, you cycle them in with Chapman and Dorian if he's healthy and 
I, yeah. I mean, I think they can hold. And obviously, Jalen Strom and Baby Stro, that dude's a beast. So I'm definitely excited to see him be a cornerstone of our defense as well. Yeah, uh, we'll, really miss, we'll miss Dax. Players. We'll miss Dax. Maybe not. I mean, just alone on the whole, like, super hokey, like. Yeah, get the defense lined up. He keeps the defense in check. Like, we'll we'll miss Dax Hollyfield. We will. That's true. I thought Will Johnson looked okay the couple snaps he got in there. Yeah, you can't have him on on Josh Downs. Yeah, Yeah, come on, man. Whoever's calling that shit, calling the defense, I don't know if they were letting Marv call it at the end of the game or what. Get your shit together, man. Cannot have the mic covering a slot or, you know, any of the – any of the outside receivers either. He can't be on the on the receiver. The outside backers, like I'm okay with that. Like Keeley can probably run with one, but I don't want to see the mic on a slot man or an outside wide receiver. But one of the things I'd like to see too is I'd also just like to see it, you know, see them try somebody else at quarterback like Devin Farrell that is mobile, that might be able to just make plays happen with their legs and maybe extend a drive or make a big play and see what can happen. We've always noticed at Tech our best quarterbacks have been mobile quarterbacks because we've never had a good offensive line. This happens to be another year that we don't have a good offensive line. This might be our worst offensive line ever. So for just for that reason alone, I'd like to play Farrell or throw Bullock in there, man. Run direct snaps with him and let him quarterback power. I don't care if it's like third short or second short. Let him quarterback power. Grant Wells isn't going to get you a yard on fourth and one. We've seen that. Let Bullock do it. He's going to be hard to bring down, and defenses would definitely get tired of tackling him. He might hurt a couple of the defenders or wear them out, man. So I'd like to just see him try something different, you know? I mean, I we've had good offensive lines. I mean, we used to make holes bigger than Sarah J. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, back when like, Sarah J looked good. Uh, man, she's always looked like Triple H. But... <laughs> um, yeah, now I lost track of what I was saying. Damn. Um, shit. Uh, so you think? Yeah, you said we've had a few, some good offensive lines, but I don't know if we've had a good offensive line in the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, I mean, we never thought last year's was good, but I'd take it. Yeah, dude, I cannot believe I'm going to say this right now, but I would actually take Brock Hoffman back this year. He's he was better than Johnny Jordan. There was a reason he was starting. Yeah, Edder's bricked up right now, but I, I'd take Brock Hoffman back this year. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I might have even taken Tyrell Smith back too. I mean, Lasitas and the Tenuta were good in my opinion, so I would definitely would have taken them. But yeah, there are a couple of guys that went pro too early as well. We had we had guys that went pro early that shouldn't have, man. Guys that could have came back and contributed and maybe put better tape out there to get themselves drafted or drafted higher. Like Trey, Trey Turner's one of those and you see his tweets and he's kind of, you can tell that he's regretting that decision. Now he rolled the dice and it didn't work out. So I wish some of those guys would have gave Pry a chance, maybe been a little bit more self-aware. Don't listen to those agents, man. Those guys are snake oil salesmen. They'll sell you the moon for $10. So yeah, I would have liked to see some of those guys back, man, but they're not coming back. And we're stuck with what we got. We got Pitt this week at 3.30. Is that correct? 
I didn't see the time for that one. I only know Miami's at twelve thirty, which is going to mean nooners and breakfast, breakfast yeah, burritos Ray- and nooners. God bless. Yeah, Raycom Sports Network. You gross. I thought that was over when a regional sports network. I take that back. That's yeah, so even like worse. Or some craziness. I'm going to be watching it on uh, Crack Streams or Stream East. Miami. Yeah, dude, we're not going to get that shit up here in Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to be there, so. I feel for you. My condolences. Hey, it's always way more fun <laughs> when I'm there. Yeah, that's true. That's, hey, never lose a tailgate. Never. So, that, yeah, that'll be a fun one, man. I'm glad you're going to have a good time. I thought about going to the pit game. I am glad that I've opted not to go now. So, <laughs> a little bit of a change of plans. So I'm glad I'm not going to go out to Pittsburgh for that this weekend. Yeah, I'm just going to hope that we look okay. Um, hope that we try something else, something different. We see Penn State out there hooping, and you kind of just want like a fast forward button right now to get through this year and try to build something like they've done, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's kind of our recap this week, man. What about beef of the week, Dan? Did you see any good beef of the week? Hmm. No, not really. I didn't pay too much attention. I was kind of checked out. I did have a great beef of the week. And don't worry, I've been bookmarking y'all's tweets when I see this shit. Mike McDaniel, Herrero, versus Sidelines Syracuse. Mike McDaniel put him in the absolute blender. So they were kind of arguing, going back and forth about I think McDaniel said that Syracuse was the worst undefeated team and probably wasn't wrong. I think that was a good statement, actually. And they're arguing about it. And Syracuse sidelines said NC State won because ECU missed two field goals and had nothing to do with them. And McDaniel hit him with the Syracuse also beat UVA because of two missed field goals and (laughs) called a body right on the spot. So I'm giving – the W to Mike McDaniel here. And I believe we're going to have Mike on next week. Is that correct, Dan? Yes, sir. Yeah, midseason recap next week with Sports Illustrated's own Mike McDaniel. Beef of the week winner. Beef of the week winner. No more Mike McDaniel. He got his name back. Respect. Mike McDaniel in the building. Just closed on a house. Had a kid. He's up right now, man. He's the only one winning. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one winning, bro. <laughs> Can't be stopped. <laughs> no, no, I guess the highlight of my week was uh, Cheetah followed me today, so I'm officially a Cheetah. <laughs> hey, but, uh, there you go, man. Salute to him for coming on and taking the time with us last week, even though this past weekend's result was ugly. We still love you. It's not your fault. Yeah, but, yeah it's not his fault that, you know, that, he inherited this as well. I'm just happy he came here, and he's trying to help fix it as well. They're going to get it right. And the younger guys that he's had look pretty good out there. So, Thanks. Yeah, so, yeah, that's our Beef of the Week, sponsored by Barron Ridge Tree Stands. Also want to give a shout-out to Dr. Jeremy Counts at Main Street Pharmacy. Y'all go always see the Always playing our shit. Yeah, always playing our shit. Yeah, go to Main Street Pharmacy. Get all your – medicine there get any of your merch there they got son's merch i know um they got everything man 
they got stuff you forgot something you pop in there man it's like the blacksburg bodega the way i like to put it so go see every guy jeremy tell him tell him we sent you tell him your boy joe sent you and hit him up and you guys stay tuned uh cory moore's dropping this week as well so that will do it for our recap and outlook as always go hokies go hokies <laughs>